Welcome to the Bitchin' Siblings Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Bitchin' Siblings Podcast. Um, tonight, it's just me and Amy. We're just hanging out. It looks like for the foreseeable future, it might just be Jenny and I until we can uh, get a little more honed in on um, the editing process, apparently. <laughs> yes. Sometimes when there's three of us, three different tracks, apparently is a little bit difficult to edit sometimes and and our brother's doing this as a favor to us we are not paying him yet (laughs) so you know maybe someday maybe someday we make some money off of this thing tonight our topic is astrology and this one's going to be a little bit different because this one isn't going to be like a top five where we all kind of have a um an opinion and not that amy can't have an opinion i (laughs) i I have all sorts of opinions on everything. By, <laughs> by no means am I an expert. Um, I just did a little like quick dive on the internet about like astrology and where it comes from. And obviously, like I'm not reading charts or anything, but I did ask both um, Chris and Amy for their birthplace and birth time so I could do a little bit of charting for you guys. Not a ton, because again, it's a lot of it's up to interpretation. It also has to depend on where your moon was and where like that there's like, like 17 or 18 different things that astrology looks at to determine what they think your life path is or what type of personality you have deep down and that it was I'm sorry that is a lot so I just kind of cherry picked some of the things that I saw under both of your guys's charts that um I think were one very much you guys but also um just kind of like they're very um they're not as broad as some of the other stuff that they talk about because some of it can be can be interpreted many different ways so these things that I kind of pointed out were things that were very much more specific um so that it's not I mean because you can interpret in a saying and meaning everything and anybody could fall under that so absolutely I'd like to preface this with um technically speaking we are all three the cancer Sign. Correct. Umbrella. Correct. But based off of the time and place in which you were born, a lot of that does take, get brought into consideration. I was going to say you are at the very, very beginning of cancer where like you could be a cusp and what's, what's before cancer? Gemini. Okay. I am the first day of the cancer. Um, so, so yes, like, and, and I didn't look at my chart under the Gemini because that I feel like could be very I do feel like the things that I carry through on the two different types are very similar to each other. So Makes sense. Um so I do, so before we get into this and and Amy and I were talking about this because a couple of I think it was a couple months ago um I don't know if we read an article or something, but we got talking about astrology and and if we believe in reading your horoscope and blah 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 and we decided it would be a really good topic because um I don't want to say it's controversial, but it's definitely something where a lot of people either believe or don't believe. There's not a lot of gray area. And I think both me and Amy, when we were having this conversation a few months back, found that we do fall a lot into this non-existent gray area. Um, And so we just decided it would be kind of a fun little topic. And so I have yeah. like literally this last week. I didn't tell you about my week, but this last week I've been coming home and I've been putting YouTube TV on and just playing like ambient noise in the background of like lakes and rivers and stuff and just doing some research and writing some things down. And I found it very soothing and now I feel like I need more topics to do this with. So Amy, if you have any more or anybody else out there, any other topics that require research, not that we don't love the top five bands or whatever, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) so just a little bit about astrology. This is kind of what I found. And it's it's been around for about 2,400 years. And it was first seen like in the Babylons or the Babylonians, however you want to say that. Um, okay. And then it kind of spread over to the Middle East and the Mediterranean and Indian area about 21 years ago. Um, and in the 17th century, so in... 21 years ago or 2,100 2100, years sorry, 2100 okay, years okay, ago. Okay, okay, okay. And then in the 17th century, so about 1600s, um, is when science as a whole started to come in and undermine these people's beliefs of astrology because prior to that astrology was used as a way of life and as a way to explain why certain ailments or things happened and then in about the 17th century scientists were able that's when they're starting to discover some of these things that could 
accurately, you know, debunk some of these things that people believed in, okay. in astrology. So that was around the sixth, 17th century. Um, now, I'm not speaking like as a 100% fact, but in the research that I found, it states that Christianity is the only religion that forbids their their followers from trusting in astrology. All other forms of religion outside of Christianity don't necessarily forbid it. Some even use it as a as a stepping stone for their, their some of their basis of their faith, but but Christianity okay. is the only religion apparently from my research where I was able to find that they expressly like ex- explicitly express that they forbid you into trusting any of what astrology says. Okay. Does it go into at all why they they forbid it? You know, it it did, but it was such a long thing. And and here's the thing. When it I'll be the first one to say that I have read the Bible and again, a lot of it is up for interpretation, but some of those words are so old that it's like really kind of hard to when you read those sentences. And in this this article that I found on this, the way some of that stuff was worded it was very convoluted and hard to decipher exactly what point they were trying to make so i didn't really want to bring those notes because i didn't want to misspeak on something totally fair because that i didn't understand it or i didn't understand it enough that i felt confident in bringing it into the conversation um but it is classified as a pseudoscience in the study of the moon sun and stars and the supposed effect on human existence so okay pseudoscience it has been debunked by the scientific community obviously but there's enough older groups of people you know like centuries ago that that really truly did and and i think that as i've read further on i could see how in those times without science how these things could have been believed and why they believed them so seriously yeah um however it did say that india the country of india has had its own astrology estimated to around 1000 bc so wow. India has had its own. So 2,400 years ago is when it started to show up with the Babylonians, but it has been stated in some of the research that in India it's been found back as far as 1000 BC. Um, Interesting. And that the Greek influence during the, and I'm going to pronounce this word probably very wrong, the Hellenistic, Hellen, Hellenistic period. Um, so Greek influence during that period uh, started beginning – the, the beginning of the Western version of astrology. Okay. Um, so more of your Middle Eastern and, and those types of countries really do use it as a basis, whereas most Westernized countries usually just kind of see it as like a quote-unquote self-indulgence. Like it's fun to believe, but it's kind of like a, you know, it's more of a funny thing as opposed to a way of life. Okay. Okay. The zodiac, the word zodiac derives from the Greek word of, um, I found two different meanings of this. I'm not sure exactly which one's correct. So zodiac derives from the Greek word meaning either circle of animals or account of the stars. And the circle of animals, because on the zodiac chart, there's the ram, the tortoise, you know, so there's, yeah. that's what they mean by the circle of animals or this other one said account of the stars. Which kind of, yeah, both of them encompass what we believe, yes, astrology to be as human beings. Yes, um, and then the signs are divided up into four different groups. So we have fire, which is represented by Aries, Sagittarius, and Leos. And I'm sorry, I did not include dates on these. Uh, water is under Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Air is Libra, Gemini, and Aquarius. And Earth is Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. Okay. And the signs, they're kind of, and again, a lot of this has to do with the alignment of the stars in certain quadrants of the sky when these things were seen. So, Amy, I looked at your time of date, or time of birth, and then your place of birth. Mm-hmm. And this is a little bit about your astrology chart. So after yours, okay. I feel like we need to discuss it. And then we'll yes. go through Chris's, even though he's not here. Hopefully when he hears this, maybe he can throw in a couple of pieces of, you know, because again, we can't speak for Chris. I don't know how he feels on this topic. I mean, I'm sure he's not against it, but I don't know that he believes it. Uh, but that's, you know. I so, have a feeling he falls in a gray area like us. Yeah. <laughs> 
I He's agree. like, oh, it's kind of cool, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so Amy's astrologi- astrological chart, your zodiac is tropical. Cancer, it falls into the tropical. Um, your okay. sun is in cancer and your moon is in Capricorn. I am not okay. even going to begin to try to explain what that means. Oh, bummer. I was going to ask what like that means. But there's like 17 other steps of like Aquarius is in this. And I, and I, it's just so much, you know. Okay. And it would be so much for me to describe what all of them meant so that when I'm saying these things, they, you know, they made sense. But yeah. your basic is tropical Cancer and Capricorn. Your sun is in Cancer. Your moon is in Capricorn. And these are some of the things that are seen in most... Cap- pe- c- cancers with their sun in Cancer and their moon in Capricorn. You- okay, so so hold on. So the sun is not the technical like my sun sign is not my actual zodiac sign. No. Okay, so I am a Cancer. Oh wait, no. With I a- think all of our suns are the same. I think our moons. Yeah, the moons are different. Okay. Okay. I think. Okay. But again. This can all, if you have any questions, suggestions, send them in. I would love to hear what anybody has to say if they have any additional thoughts. And we so can do fa- follow-ups to these um, episodes, too. If, Absolutely. If we get enough, like, data. Questions or concerns or yeah. comments or whatever. Yeah. So in Amy's, you have a strong survival instinct. Um, you are full of vitality. A sense of individuality and an outward shining creative energy. Okay, I'd like to um, <laughs> call bullshit on the first two, <laughs> but the last two, I'll I'll, I'll accept those. The, the shining creative energy. Yeah, yeah. I I'm always looking for a creative outlet. Yes. Um, but I don't know that I have vitality and a strong survival. Or a sense, sense of individuality. Like you That's like kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Our next one is you are protective of who you care about. Absolutely. You are moody. Absolutely. You need quote unquote roots. And you resist change. That's probably true. That's probably the part of me that I don't want to be true, but I know is. Right. These next couple are exactly you. Oh, geez. <laughs> like, to a T. You need to be safe and secure. Yeah. You are. Who in- doesn't, though? Uh, yeah, but you have more of a sense of needing that to feel prosperous. Like, some yeah. people can be very much don't need to have roots and don't need to feel safe, and then they just can keep going. You need that to be the your best you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you are intrigued by history, objects, and or photos of historic. Yeah. Which is oh my gosh! And the funny thing is, like, the whole I house actually is a damn museum. <laughs> yeah, and I I own all of our family photos that were passed down. So, yes, yes. And then uh, the last two, you avoid confrontation. Two and tea. you are hospitable. Mostly, I mean, for people again, for people you care about. I guess. I guess that. I've always been um, hospitable, but it's leaned more toward you have to earn it as I've gotten older because I'm, I'm done with people. I've gotten jaded. Yeah. Yeah. Because, cause, you know, age does that to you. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. But is there anything in that list? And again, like I said, there was a lot to read, but this is just kind of the bullet points. Some okay. of these things are kind of a mesh of a couple of different things that they say that could be kind of interpreted in the same way or interpreted in a similar fashion. So it didn't make sense to really overlap. But is there anything in this list that you feel like is 100% not you? Yes. The strong survival sense. And I think you do have that. No. Okay. So for example, so that, that weather balloon that was going over the U S the other day, Bill was telling me about it and he's like, we need to prepare for the worst. Um, and I looked at him and I said, I just, I want to be the one to go out in the first wave. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't know that I interpret strong survival instinct on that. What I maybe interpret it as is that when you go through really rough, hard things, you just 
get down to the nitty gritty and you get through it and you survive and you get through it and you get to the other side. Now I'm not talking about catastrophic like earthquakes and stuff because I mean, that's something beyond us. But when we are physically going, like our life has been a struggle and rough and difficult and we hunker down and we get through it, we power on and we become stronger on the other side of it. That's how I interpret that strong survival instinct statement. But again, this is one of those things about astrology where you interpret it as one thing, I interpret it as something else, and they're both true. So I guess that's that's a, that's a fair point. Um, it's very much the sense that I feel like there is no other option. Like, I just do what I have to do to get from one day to the next. I don't feel like it's per se um, survival. It's more just... yeah. What other option is there? I mean, you know? I see what you're saying, but I think that I see it from a different perspective. And so And and maybe the the reason I don't classify what we've gone through as survival is because that's always kind of how we've our, the mentality we've been in. So I just assume that that's everybody's life. And Yeah. Yeah, you know, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I guess that's the only part that I'm interpreting weird per se um and vitality maybe i did when i was younger but as i've gotten older no joke no joke i legit had a conversation with bill this weekend or today and told him that i need to start doing like something to give myself structure on the weekends because otherwise i don't move don't get out of bed yeah because why should i (laughs) you know so and I, I, I the, the part of the problem is I just I have no drive. It's I mean, I feel like that's natural, though, at our age, you know, to start slowing down. I think vitality for me is like, you know, it's it's hard in the winter, I think, for everybody. But in the summer, you and your husband are actually very quite active. You guys do go to the lake a lot and do things. And it doesn't necessarily mean I, I mean, I, I know that it, it it technically can mean strong and lots of energy. But I also think that there's. The energy is there for the things that you enjoy. You're just not going to waste the energy you have on things that don't bring you any peace. That's true. That's very true. Because like you said, we do go out to the lake pretty much every weekend. And that brings you peace. So when you're there, you're full of vitality and energy because you're enjoying what you're doing. And I don't think energy to me means I'm going to go run a damn marathon. I think energy just means that you're there. You're present. You're in the moment. You're experiencing it because it's, it's giving your soul peace. Okay. That's a that's a very good interpretation. I like your interpretation better. We're going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to Chris. We'll do me last. Yay. Just because with Chris we can't we can talk about our thoughts on whether or not these apply to him. Um and Chris, again, if you're editing this and have would some like opinions, to put in some audio clips. Yeah, you could put some <laughs> audio clips like what the hell or whatever. So again, Chris is tropical. His son is in Cancer and his moon is in Taurus. Okay. We are all tropical because we are all born under the cancer sign. And these are some Taurus of the things. Taurus is the bull, correct? The what? Taurus is the bull? Taurus is, yes, the bull. Okay. And it's it's Latin for bull. Yeah. Um, So he is easily influenced or manipulated. I, I don't think that's true at all. Invests pride. And his intel in his intellectual abilities. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> um, when it comes to learning, he is better off reading books than straight up listening to a teacher lecture. That's probably true because if he's reading a book, he's probably interested in the topic. Yes. To begin with. But this is also where thing. Things um, don't make sense because the first one says easily influenced or manipulated, but he also emits strong and independent thoughts. So those seem, I feel like that's definitely more him. He's very, but those are very contradictory statements. And oh, they absolutely, all fall under the same thing. Um, he has a tendency to overdo things. Um, a tendency to live beyond your means. Intense highs or lows can be your own worst enemy. That one, I believe, is probably true. And takes minor setbacks to heart. When he was younger, he did. I don't think he did at all. I think. I do think he's his own worst enemy. I do think that he is very hard on himself. I think that he has, 
and, and it's admirable to be so at, you know driven and have all these thoughts I think that sometimes he gets down on himself when he can't I mean but when he sets his mind to something he does it and he does it great yeah you know what I mean exactly and he's very independent Absolutely. like he does things you know so like his seemed to be a little bit more I don't want to say dark and gloomy, point. but a little bit more moody. He's okay. The way I describe that is like masculine moody. Not him, but like the words I'm reading. No, like, like the the yeah, yeah that's masculine and moody, and you know, like yeah. very. Um, it it does have a very masculine. It does put off a very masculine feeling. I I yes, I will give exactly you that. yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, when I hear the word moody, I think of a woman wearing her heart on a sleeve. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you don't you don't have to wonder what they're thinking because they're going to show you what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see a lot of what fell under him as accurate as I would with you or with what's on mine. I feel like we also were not sure of an exact time of Chris's birth um, and you can still kind of read your chart but because you don't have an exact time it's harder to narrow down um, did did we have a ballpark on him no we did oh, not okay okay uh, you so maybe that's why right. it's not as accurate so Chris's was not as detailed because we didn't have as much information to be able to narrow down exactly where the stars were in the sky and, and the sun and the moon and everything. Cause obviously in a 24 hour period, it changes. So he could have been born at one 30 in the morning or at 1145 at night. And they're going to be entirely different. Absolutely. And maybe that's why you have those two um, things that are very contradictory is because it really depends on where it falls, what time. Yeah. What time yeah. it was. So we could always, once we found, because I know that I think we're in pursuit of this um, birth certificate that has the the day, the time on it. We know the place because him and I were born in the same city and state. Um, I happen to know mine because I've recently seen my birth certificate. I don't know that Chris has taken a look at his in quite some time. So um, I also came across your birth announcement when I was looking for some pictures a couple weeks ago. So Wow. Okay, so this is mine. I am also tropical. My sun is in Cancer, and my moon is also in Cancer. And you're a double Cancer. I am. I am. Um. So my these are the ones that fall under me. Um, I invest into my personal and private life. That's where I invest my time and my money. Generous Absolutely. and friendly. Absolutely. Strong morals. I love yeah. my brother and my sister, but fuck, I will throw your heart, your ass under the bus if you're fucking up. Like, I love my kids, Absolutely. but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like you didn't fuck up. If you did something wrong, perfect example. My son today backed up into somebody and ruined, like, did damage to their car. And it's like, what are you going to do about it? Like, we're not going to, I'm not going to sit here and be that parent that's like, oh, that wasn't my kid. There's no way. You must be mistaken. No. You fucked up. Fix it. You know, like, I, I. That's yeah. where my strong morals come in. <laughs> I love it. Um, right there with a with a, an example. That's what. what that's why that happened. For an example. Yeah, today. yeah. It's gonna cost <laughs> me a couple grand. Um, not competitive, which I'm really not. Um, I'm not. I like to be competitive if it's in a fun way. I don't like keeping score. Does that make sense? Like no. I, when I'm playing a game and I'm playing baseball, I don't care if I win or lose. I'm competitive, but I'm having fun at the end of the day. Yeah. It'd be cool if I won, but if we lost, as long as I'm having fun, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm not a good athlete in that sense because I just want to have, Oh, fun. I'm not talking athlete. I'm talking about more like just games. Oh my gosh. No. Even when we play card games, like, yeah, I'm competitive, but not to the point where, if I'm when if I'm losing, I'm I'm in a bad mood. I genuinely am playing to have fun. If I win, that's a bonus. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I'll take that yeah. one. Um again, this this follows up with strong morals. Uh no patience for rule breakers. <laughs> Very much me. Yeah. Uh I'm daydreamer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I okay. trust easily, which is very true. Very, very true. Easily led astray. But going back to the, um, the was it trustworthy? Trust easily. Tr- trust easily. Um, but you fuck up. Once trust is broken, right. it's done. I'm not one of those people that makes you earn my trust. Your trust is given wholeheartedly at the very beginning if I get a good vibe from you. Um, and yeah. it'll remain at that level unless you screw up. And then at that point, yes, there is no earning back that trust. I might still trust you, but just not as much. But there's no earning it back. There's nothing you can do to prove yeah. to me that, oh, that was just a one-time thing. Unless you're my kids because it's their job to fuck up and lie and try to give shit past me because I'm their mom. Like, I'm still going to love them. I'm still, I'm, my trust might go down for a little bit, but I, I need to build back up that trust with them so that they know that it's okay to make mistakes, but there's still consequences, you know? Absolutely. Um, easily led astray and susceptible to being taken advantage of by men or authority figures. I, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> Not so much as I've gotten older. Obviously, but when I was younger. No, but at the same time, like, especially that latter one, I feel like the latter one would be more applicable to um, an adult. Yeah. Whereas men is when you're like the teenagers, young 20 year olds that are easily fall for the shit that are red flags. (laughs) Yeah. So, again, I I, I didn't go through and cherry pick things about me that I thought were all me and not me at all. Um, I tried to, like I said, I tried to kind of read over everything and kind of get a, a feel for what they meant by these things. Um, I am a daydreamer, but I'm not a daydreamer. Like if I'm not actively like doing something, which is never, I can sit there and rethink something over in my head, but I'm not a daydreamer. I'm an overthinker. I replay things that have already happened in my head over and over and over and over and over and over and find different ways that I could have changed it. So I don't know if you could... Or something that you could have said differently. Yes. And so I don't know that I would classify that as a daydreamer, but I do catch myself getting caught up in losing time when I do that because I'm so in-depth in my thought. So I... I don't know that I would call it a daydreamer, but it could be seen as daydreaming because it looks like I'm off in la la land, but really I'm just overanalyzing something over again. So, yeah. And then, um, I don't know that I would say I'm easily led astray just because I am very much about rules, but the susceptible of be- to being taken advantage of by men when I was younger probably is similar to that, but Probably. But my morals and my ethics never faltered. I just didn't see red flags that I should have seen because it was easy to be blindsided by the love bombing. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Like, astray doesn't necessarily to me mean you were pulled off like a moral path or a, a rules path. It's there. There's a lot in life that's not a rule. It's you have to go with your gut. Your heart, your brain, oh, yeah. whatever you My follow. ex-husband, the my boy's father, um, prior to him, never wanted to get married, never wanted to have kids, wanted to travel the world, didn't care about really dating men. Like I was – that was never really – I mean, yeah, I had a couple boyfriends, but it was never like my pursuit to be a wife and to stay home with kids and to have – you know, that was just never something I saw myself doing. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to be a wildlife biologist and ride off in safaris in Africa and who needs a man and children. I did not. And – um, I did not know that you wanted to be a uh, wildlife yeah, biologist. I did. I want to this That's day. I really am funny. obsessed with lions and elephants. I would go on an African safari and just watch them, and and just be in awe of them. So, I got to put this in there because um, I just saw this video the other day, and this woman was like, just woke up, opened the curtains, and right outside the window was a giraffe. Yes. And I'm like, where the hell is this? I need to go right away. And apparently it's somewhere in like Texas. Yeah, it's I think at one of their zoos. But they also have a place in um, Africa. I don't know the name of it. I'll have to look it up where they have like a elephant um, hotel. No, it's um, like an injured elephant. Like a, it's a it's a refugee oh. place for injured elephants and they, they nurse them back and you can stay there. 
and okay like, help. well i want to i want to stay where i can help giraffes because giraffes and giraffes are beautiful too but i am obsessed and it just makes my heart so freaking happy that scientists have been able to somewhat prove that baby elephants look at us the way we look at little the dogs way we look and at puppies them. and the way we look at them and like we're so excited and it just makes my heart so happy that that they're so pure and they're just these big majestic creatures and yes they'll hurt you if you get in their way but if you give them their space and just let them live they are so majestic and the matriarch of that family who tracks them back and forth and keeps them safe it's just phenomenal to me and don't get me wrong i love 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 elephants but there's i think this might be um like the little person complex in me like the napoleon syndrome or whatever i want something massive and while uh, an elephant is massive a giraffe is like way taller right and then when you know giraffes fight and they swing their necks at each other. <laughs> I can't help but just laugh and giggle and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's like just the cutest fighting. thing ever." <laughs> it is. I do yeah, little twelve-year-olds so using their. I necks. used to want to, yeah, be a wildlife biologist, and like I said, I never wanted to be married. I never wanted children. It just was not something I thought was in my plan. A lot of it having to do with the trauma of our our childhood growing up prior to adoption. To me, there was no positive example of marriage or raising children and I I mean obviously a lot of that changed when I was adopted my mom was a wonderful mom and everything but I having been jaded at that point in my life really honestly saw how much that woman sacrificed and gave up to be able to have children you know and um it just wasn't something I thought I wanted to do but again easily led astray here comes a man and I don't know what it was about him because I divorced him a couple of years later, but I was easily let off that path that I thought I wanted to live. Um, I was already veering off that path a little bit on my own. And I feel like I would have eventually gotten back onto it. Cause like, let's, let's say who doesn't screw around when they're 19 and 20. Yeah. You know, some people are very motivated and just power right through. And some of us go off our road a little bit and come back. And um, I think that had I not met him, I would have veered back onto my path. Now, I'm not complaining. I am not upset about it. My two children are the best thing ever to happen to me. And if I didn't have them and didn't marry my ex-husband and divorce them, I would have never met my fantastic husband now. You know, so like, I'm not mad about it. It ended up working out. What It was difficult and tough, but definitely not the road that I had intended to go down. So it was yeah. definitely left led astray by a, a boy. You know, yep. true story. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, in general, Amy, what are your thoughts on astrology, and why is it a gray area for you? Okay, so my thoughts on astrology is that it's cool. Um, it's kind of fun. It that self indulgence. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it falls in the gray area for me because, like you said so many things can be interpreted differently. Um, and so I can't put all of my trust into something that you interpret differently than I do. And not to say that either one of us are wrong, but you know, it's because I can't fully understand all of it, the ins and outs of it. I can't fully get behind it either. Do you feel like if you, did educate yourself more do you think you could see yourself putting more of your time and effort into that type of faith and belief to be completely honest I don't see myself getting interested in in it enough to educate myself to the point where I could get to that right um now yes if I educated myself I could get behind more stuff but I don't see myself getting so intrigued to even educate myself to that point see and I would think that too and I really honestly just was going to write down a couple of notes about this and unfortunately there's a lot of different places you can go because again you have the Mediterranean side of it you have the Babylonian side of it and then you also have the Indian side of it there's so many different ways you could go down oh and I did miss something on here now that I'm reading it I remember um 
I found this very, very interesting about India and their belief in astrology. So prior to this statistic fact, I had said that Christianity is one of the very few religions as of right now, the only one I could find that was completely adamant against their people following it. But in India, the country itself, it's never lost its appeal with astrology. No important decisions can be made, not should, no important decisions can be made safely without the astrology charts. And no marriage can go ahead without both horoscopes being drawn up. So if that were the case, if I lived in India, I don't think my husband's and my chart would have coincided. I don't think. Again, we... but I didn't read about when they do two different charts and to to. to, to decide whether they're compatible i didn't look into what bullet points they're they're looking at to so this is true you would yes statistics or looking at both my interests and my husband's interests same with you and your husband some of it doesn't make any sense that the relationship would work yeah but i don't know what basis they're using when they write up these because i didn't again that's a whole other rabbit hole that i could go down where i mean how do you you would have to know how they write up their horoscopes because the Indian form of astrology is India, Indian. Sorry, just so people don't think I'm trying to say a bad word here. Um, you know, their astrology is much older. And so the way that they do things is slightly different. And I'm assuming they're not necessarily writing up like your charts like I did individually. They're probably doing something intertwining with dates, birthdays and times and all that kind of stuff and finding how that alignment should work. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Like, but at the same time, I have a feeling that I I don't know that anybody um, looking at my husband's chart, my chart, looking at us individually, I don't think that anyone would have ever assumed that we would have made it together, let alone lasted almost 15 years, because we will have been married for 15 years this this year. You, do you just read it every once in a while or do you find that you go through phases where you read it often like a horoscope or what's what's when other people are looking at that I'll look at mine yeah um and then for some reason I uh fell upon um uh, tiktok astrology mm-hmm. I don't know why those ones keep coming to me but like some of them are kind of fascinating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um I found out that if my sign or if our sign were a dog we'd be a pug (laughs) and i don't i don't know that i like that i don't know that i'm surprised that that's what it is (laughs) i i'm not surprised um but i don't know that i like it right (laughs) i think that it's it's a very great area for me because and i think one of the things that i've noticed is I, i did talk about this with my husband who is um a cradle Catholic and you know, he doesn't go to church every Sunday or whatever. So he's not like uber religious in that sense, but he does take his faith seriously in the sense that that's just his faith and there's no questioning it. And that's great. And when the second I brought up the topic, he was like, you believe in that? It was, I, I, and then I started talking to some other people and I noticed the people who are really strong in their faith, obviously aren't going to believe as much as those of us who maybe aren't as solid in any faith. Um, so I could see how it could be seen as a bad thing to Christianity because it looks like you're being led astray from the Christian belief and faith. And absolutely. Again, we're not talking politics. Just I've noticed that people who have a deeper faith don't believe in this as much. And so I don't know if because we're constantly searching and seeking out answers to all faiths to see which one fits it's easy to allow this to kind of go oh hey that's just a different way to try to put your finger on things yeah you know no absolutely and i think it's gray area for me too because now that i've started researching it and like i said i barely scratched the surface i barely touched it i mean we're 45 minutes in or 50 minutes in and we're still talking about it and i i could have done 2 3 and 4 hours discussing all these things i think that 
the more I looked into it, the more fascinating it became, which made me want to read more so I can see how people would go down that rabbit hole. And again, any topic, you can go down the dark side of the internet and go down a topic and it'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. You know what I mean? I feel like the more I was researching yeah. it, the more I could go, oh, okay. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. Um, I was going to do like a overview of, you know, what our general um, signs are. Yeah. Um, for example, us being um, cancers, we, most of them say that cancers are um, a little more sensitive yes. or moody. Yes. Um mm-hmm. And I, I I feel like sensitive is a better word than moody for me, but I, moody also encompasses me. So. See, that's where I also think it's very interesting because, you know, the, the signs being divided into four different groups. Like I said, I was born on the very first day of the cancer um, cusp. And so some of my things do, I think, fall in line with Gemini. But when you think of Gemini. What was Gemini, Gemini again? Gemini is air. And I'm a water okay. sign. And that makes more sense okay. than either earth or fire with water. Like water and air just seem more light and airy than earth. Fire is, you know, bowls and they're just not destructive. But you know what I mean? I see it as more of a powerful, strong, strong force. And then the earth yeah. grounded and solid. And then water is fluid and air is is just light. And like, so I feel like me falling on both those cusps would make more sense than me falling between you know, water and fire. Cause that would mean almost now, exact opposite. Now out of curiosity, um, even though your husband doesn't believe in, in this stuff, what does he fall under? Does he fall under fire or earth? He or um, falls under fire. Okay. And it was funny because he didn't believe me and he was like, this is so crazy. And I said, no, I think the reason why he goes, and he's, he has a valid thought. It's, so broad some of these things that they say that it would be easy to say this and go oh that's you which is why I said I I tried to read a little bit more between the lines and take things in and condense it down to like what my interpretation of what these words are because a lot of it is very generic um yeah and some of it is specific it's just not again the more you deep dig down and the more you look at like where your cancer, where your moon is and stuff. And like the more you do each individual step, you could probably pinpoint it down to very specific things. That takes a lot. Um, again, yeah. that, that would be an education that it would take me forever. But when I read him the things about his stuff, it is reminiscent so you did actually. His I didn't chart do his too? chart as much as I just kind of read over like the basics, like based off of his time. Okay. He was born in a okay. different country, so like of course that's a different hemisphere and blah blah blah. And so, um, I didn't go into depth with him, but I did read some of the basic stuff about him. Again, kind of generic, but some of it was a little bit more specific. And it is like I said, reminiscent. It's not exactly okay. descriptive of him, but definitely there are some personality traits and character traits that he has that definitely could fall under what some of these things were. He's very um, work oriented. He's very straightforward, very opinionated, no time for bullshit. Like um, it can be seen as insensitive or cold and that's not, it's just, it's just, this is what it is. I'm going to, you know, like he's um, yeah. And he's, but he's also very affectionate and loving to his family. And like he is, he's a wonderful husband. I've, He's not cold or distant to me at all, but when he's at work or when he's dealing with outside sources, it's very matter of fact. And that's, that's him to a T there. There's, yeah, we are not, we're not bullshitting this. I'm not going to be around the bush. I need you to do this. Go do it now. This is when you're done. You know, like that's, that's, that's him. Yeah. So yep. I didn't read his chart cause he doesn't necessarily believe in it. So I didn't want to spend a lot of time, but you know, after I got done reading it, he was like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, he still doesn't believe it per se. But again, him and I had this discussion that you and I did at the beginning of this. It's all about interpretation, your interpretation of vitality and, you know, a, a strong survival instinct is obviously quite different than mine. Yeah. And they're, neither one of them are wrong. Exactly. So it really is how you are interpreting these things. And 
I do think that some people sometimes want to interpret things in a way that they want to hear. So absolutely, for somebody who is impressionable, you could read something and, and in your mind perceive it exactly how you want to perceive it. Yeah, absolutely. you know, so it's 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 a touchy subject, you know. I actually didn't realize, like, I I knew that there were the four categories: the the fire, the earth, the water, and air, mm-hmm. but. I didn't realize that my husband actually falls into the earth sign, which makes total sense because he is very grounded. He's a Virgo. Oh, you know what? My husband is not a fire. Sorry, I looked it wrong. He's an earth. Which oh, is okay. the Taurus and yours is a Virgo. So, yeah, same thing with, with, with your husband. Straight to the point, no bullshit. Yeah. You can come across calculating and cold and, and insensitive and blasé and almost lazy, but... That's not, they're just, there's just no time for bullshit. Yeah. And he's, he's also, so um, when we were still living in Washington before we moved down here, he got very, he internalized a lot like of anger and frustration and I didn't get it until he started getting out of the city, more grounded with the Mm -hmm. earth. We went camping that whole summer we were down here, the first summer we were down here and he was back to the person that. He always had been to yeah. me. He, he was, you know, he he just needed that time away from people, grounded back to the earth. Yeah. And I'm a water symbol and I'm a water baby to the T. Same. I am at Same. peace when I'm near water, but it has to be a substantially decent size amount of water. It cannot be a little, little itty bitty lake. That's fun. But that doesn't bring my soul to peace the way that the ocean yeah. does or... The Big Lakes, Cushman. I've never been to Tahoe, but I'm assuming it's bigger than Cushman. Um, Chelan, oh, massively. You know, like where you have like actual like waves and, you know, that's the rain. Again, pulviophile? Pulviophile. Pluviophile for me. Is, I love rain. It is. I will open every window if I could, if it meant no rain was coming inside just to hear it. Yeah. Um, it's just very peaceful to me. Um. Chris is towards the end, or not Chris, you're towards the end of cancer, so I don't know if you feel that you feel less grounded to the water. What's after cancer but before Virgo? Is that Leo? Let me see. Let me Google. Leo. And a Leo is a fire. Interesting. So see, that would make, that to me doesn't make sense to go from like a water to a fire symbol. So if you're born on that cusp, I can't imagine that it would be easy. I feel like that's more of a definitive break in character traits. No, that I'm wondering is where my, um, my internal rage comes from because I have, and it does not need to be provoked at all. I can be sitting there and someone can say hi to me and I will want to stab them in an eye with a pencil <laughs> just because, and I never obviously act on any of my rage, but I have underlying anger Maybe. issues yeah. and I know it. I'll have to read it, but you're not as close on the cusp as, as I am. You miss it by about 10 days. Um, oh, but okay. you're on the latter half of it. Um, yeah. Me, I yeah. literally am bored on the first day of the cancer symbol and sign. See, and and Bill is the first day of the Virgo mm-hmm. sign. So he's almost a Leo. Which would make more sense, the earth and the fire. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting topic. I definitely can see how, you know, people could be influenced and and kind of take it a little bit seriously. Um, again, there's old... You know, this is a very old form of of ancient civilizations trying to find explanations for the things that were going on, weather patterns, if people got sick, why certain people behaved certain ways, and and the stars were a constant, you know? So I can see yeah. how that's where these things started and how we've veered, obviously, more towards the scientific side of it. But I like – I feel like it's – Similar to like the Mayans or the Aztec or whatever, where it's like, yeah, we might not necessarily still behave exactly the way they do, but there's things that we do that are reminiscent because we've evolved from that. So I feel like, yeah, it would be hard to say that there isn't absolutely any truth in this if for centuries this is how people made decisions 
doesn't mean they necessarily had a long length of life, but there had to have been something there. I mean, like stereotypes. Stereotypes are there for a reason. That doesn't mean that everybody's like that, but somewhere, somehow, somebody did exactly that, and there was enough people that did it that looked or acted or talked or sounded the same that it was easy for people to make the assumption that everybody did. Yeah, So there's got to be, I think, somewhere deep down at the very beginning, some truth to this. I don't doubt that at all. You know, it's just that it would be hard to to go back that far and, and really just like, you know, cave drawings and everything. Like, that's a lot of work to go back and to try to be able to decipher, you yeah. know, all of that and, and see the progression, you know, through uh, centuries of, you know, life and civilization. Yeah. No, it absolutely. is interesting, though, how... It is very much a self-indulgent in westernized countries. And then in the other countries, it is still seen as a very valid um, way to help help make life. decisions in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I just have to say that I feel like uh, everyone out there with any free time that you have, whether it be all the free time in the world or very little, mm-hmm. um, you should always branch out and research different topics. Mm-hmm. Just just to educate yourself on on different subjects that you know and i think that's how me and amy come up on a lot of these topics that we have um is that we start talking about something and lord knows how it veers off onto what it veers off on and then while we're on the phone with each other we're googling things because it's now we're on a tangent of oh i wonder why it's that way and the two of us keep each other i think on our on our toes about i don't want to say keeping educated but questioning and reading up on things and kind of sharing absolutely useless but useful information all at the same time it's not like useful like you need it in everyday life but useful in the sense that it's just learning new things so a few weeks back i was listening to office ladies and they mm-hmm. were talking about the origins of cpr i believe mm-hmm. um and how there used to be a tube that went into people's butt and they got all this information from a book called Quackery. Um, and it's all sorts of random uh, methods of doing things yeah. that we do think is totally different now. Um, for example, the the uh, chapters I'm reading right now are about mercury mm-hmm. and how they used to use that for so much mm-hmm. stuff. And, oh, my gosh, this is, like, fascinating shit. Oh, my gosh, it's so funny that you say that because I – got onto a new podcast recently and it's um, American history, something or other. And it's, it's got like 53 seasons and each season is like four to six episodes. Right. And each episode is anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour. So it's not a lot. And uh, the first one I listened to was about the 49ers, you know, the California gold rush. The last one I listened to Mm -hmm. was about prohibition. And I was telling my husband, I said, I enjoy listening to this because I know we were taught these things in high school. First of all, that was 25 years ago. I don't use that information anymore. I don't know why prohibition happened. I know that, I mean, it was part of the 18th Amendment and blah, blah, blah. And the 49ers, yes, I know that people came from, you know, the Midwest and everything over. And you you know the basics. This one is so interesting because it is so full of like factual information about how prohibition started, how prohibition helped, um, you know, the rise of the mob and like all this stuff that one, you probably either didn't learn about in high school because they do have to do a very brushed over version. Or if you learned about it, it was 25 years ago and learning about it in school was far less appealing than learning on your own. So I yeah. like that, you know, you're listening to these things and you're learning about the origin of CPR or, you know, and I'm learning about right now, like just different parts of our history that are, you know, important. But this morning, Bill and I were watching a program on the History Channel uh-huh. and I asked him a question. He goes, you didn't learn that in school. And I'm like, listen, first of all. We didn't learn that much in school, and if we did learn that in school, I probably wasn't paying attention. And it was 20 okay? years ago, and it's probably not something yeah. anybody's asked you since. So you've never had to actually yeah. recite 
that information. Same thing. I know about the prohibition. Nobody's asked me about it since. So I've never had to go, well, actually, you know, I know it happened in like the 1918s or whatever. And it lasted until like 1933 or something. I know that. I know about moonshine. I know about the rum runners. Like I know about that stuff, but I didn't know that it helped rise of the helped with the rise of the KKK. Like it, there's still states that are still, Again, Washington State, you can buy beer and wine in the grocery store, but you can't buy hard liquor. You have to go to a state yes, you can. run. Nope. I thought they nope. passed that law that you have to go to a state board liquor, like a... Nope. You can go to Safeway now and get um, a bottle of vodka. Oh. Um, it's just it's just a much higher tax rate oh, than okay. it used to be. But that is all leftover remnants of prohibition. Here, where I live... There's none of that. You can buy your alcohol pretty much anywhere, but there's still a ton of counties here that are dry on Sunday. Can't drink. And there's a lot of places here that won't sell before a certain time on Sunday. All left over from prohibition. And as they repealed the amendment, each state was given the ability to ratify the, or make their own you know, amendments to their state constitutions on alcohol. Interesting, because I wonder how that affects the state of Alaska, being that they came into the Union after Prohibition was ended, but there are still so many areas within that state that are dry, regardless of what day of the week it is. Well, yeah, but a lot of that is because the United States government, when they acquired Alaska from Russia, they obviously created their own state and or house and legislation up there and their their governing body is the one that gets to determine and then obviously down at county level they can do stuff too but they by from my understanding is by the repealing of the 18th amendment and they left it up to the states for profit the states are allowed to make those decisions because they didn't think that federally it was fair to across the board you know that each it was a state issue you know yeah And so that's why there are so many different laws, state to state, and that's all because of prohibition. Because if I'm listening to this the right way and I understood it the right way, prior to that, there really were no – well, there weren't any laws about it, but there was – no across the board thing and if I understand correctly too, it also was like a not-for-profit in the sense that like they didn't tax it. Like you could make profit, you could charge more, but it wasn't taxed. So when they repealed yeah. the 18th Amendment, that was what was written in there was that it was now a taxable, taxable good so that the state could collect revenue off of it, similar to now certain states legalizing marijuana. So I that was actually part of the show we were watching this morning was the um, president of Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch. Um, he proposed to the the government to add a tax to beer so that he could still sell and they could get their tax money and it would help the economy so Mm -hmm. i like yeah there there's so much it's so much out there um and i part of the reason why my husband knows all this and is always amazed that i don't know certain things is because he's constantly like teaching himself stuff and he retains it because it's interesting to him so yeah well and that's where i'm at now with podcasts like i can't read about it i don't have time to read but these little 45 minute episodes where you learn things so back to the topic what we originally said is we do recommend getting out there and if you if make a list of little things that you're like i wonder why and then one day just spend 20 30 minutes googling and sometimes you learn more than what you wanted sometimes it's not interesting and and that's fine too but you know a little bit more so that was kind of one of the things that me and amy were talking about with this was we don't want to just do like our top fives or like we wanted there to be some topics that um are interesting and everybody's probably at some point thought i wonder but really just have never taken the time you know yeah so no i have no more notes that is that is that is the end of my astrology horoscope deep dive. All right. Well, um, everyone, tune in on Friday for our um, this or that segment that we usually put at the end of these podcasts. So as a reminder, um, any 
topics you want us to to deep dive for you or you'd like our input on um just email us jenny and amy podcast at gmail.com that's g-i-n-n-y-a-n-d-a-m-y podcast at gmail.com um and jenny where else can they find you guys us? can also find us on instagram at bitch and siblings podcast send us all of your thoughts notes and all that kind of fun stuff and yes we are switching it up on you we decided that um, our episodes were getting a little long and you guys might get bored so we're gonna just do little mini episodes on Friday now of our little this and that so also any thoughts on what you think you're interested in knowing this and that on for me and Amy let us know and with that I think that's it yep good night everybody good night everyone